0: Gets away a little bit. Barashmis Dolin trying to bail him out, and Suzuki <laughs> wow, with a one-handed a attempt on Uko Pekalukan who made the save.
1: Win for the Sabers over the Montreal Canadiens. A special teams goal, shorthanded. Alex Tuck gets the winner. Next up for the Sabres, they'll play the Columbus Blue Jackets as we roll towards the uh, trade deadline, which comes up March 8th. Jeremy and Joe with you on a Thursday morning. Hello. Hi. How are you? Trade deadline is two weeks from tomorrow. Okay. It's a Friday. Friday
2: deadline. All right. Good. Right? Into the weekend and don't have to be, you know, deflated the next morning when we don't really get much, probably, on another
1: trade deadline. Yeah, but I think that can that, that that just tends to be the sport now. The deadline, yeah, feels like it used to be really exciting, and then it's drifted a bit.
2: Or it'll you'll get some trades, but they'll happen like days before a lot now. Where yeah. like the three days leading up, you're gonna get like a dozen trades, and you might care about four of them. But on deadline day itself,
1: like there's there's not a lot going on. It also feels like the NFL trade deadline has surpassed the NHL trade deadline for the yeah. the yeah. caliber of player that's gonna get moved and teams willing to spend stuff. I read an article yesterday that it – who is it? Maybe Colorado. I forget which team. Some team's looking for a top nine forward. Mm-hmm. And the article was all about how that's so expensive you probably can't get one. Okay.
2: A top nine <laughs> a forward? A top nine
1: forward is too expensive. What's
2: a top nine – is that like that's Jordan, Jordan Greenway? Greenway? Yeah. There's not a Jordan Gr- – That's that can't be right.
1: There's a Jordan Greenway out there. You would think. Anyway, that's the story on uh, the NHL trade trade deadline two weeks from tomorrow. Quick name to add – into the uh, wide receiver train car, I suppose. Mm-hmm. we got a new name. You have a new
2: name. I have one that's probably not a new name, but I just saw it referenced. So, I've got another name.
1: There's, uh, I guess, speculation that Mike Williams will be cut loose by the Chargers. They would save $20 million in cap by cutting him. His cap this year is $32 million, And if they cut him, they get twelve in dead cap. So, if you are yeah. Jim Harbaugh... And the Chargers, do you want to restructure, extend? Mike Williams. Okay, so what do you know about Mike Williams? What do you think about Mike Williams? He missed 13 games this year. I was going to say injuries is like the first thing. Right? Injuries. Didn't Brandon Staley get him injured before their playoff game against the, the yes. Jaguars? A meaning, yes. meaningless game to end the season. They got Mike Williams injured before the playoffs. Yep, I remember that. So he has injury issues. What I think about Mike Williams is he's a little bit maybe a lot of it he's not perfect is he perfect for what the bills need no the injuries would worry me he's banged up a lot he's a better version of Gabe Davis he's better at contested catches he's He's, yeah that's the thing he's a big target mosses guys on the sideline on vertical shots receiver who sometimes does other stuff but yeah I think he's best known for size and winning 50 50s being a contested catch guy. Yeah. I'd be really
2: worried after all the injuries and what is he now, 30 years old, or he's got to be close to it at the very least, that that guy's going to have any ability to get open and his next team or his next contract. Yeah. He's not, I'm reading, he's not that in the
1: first place. No, I'm reading Matt Harmon's reception perception profile, and he refers to him as an average separator. So, okay. an average separator, good size, wins at the point of attack a lot. What, the catch point? whatever. Yep. He wins that a lot.
2: Yeah, he his last full season 2 years ago, his contested catch rate was 58%, which was 11th best in the NFL. That is one area where he really is different I think from Davis. Did Davis really ever show in that way? Like his body type would suggest that, but how often I mean Williams makes Like who's the guy now for this? The guy now for this is George Pickens, where Go look up like some of the best catches of the year where there's a guy just out jumping the other one. It's almost like a dunk highlight. And that's George Pickens. That's Ben Mike Williams, I think, for uh for a long time. Davis last year, I just mentioned what was uh Williams, fifty four percent contested catch rate. Last year Gabe Davis was at thirty five percent. And that was sixty second in the league. Yeah. So there's a there's a big gap there in that one skill set uh between the two. That is one skill set I'm not thinking about at all. I'm not really either. I said I said to you last week, I know he's not the same thing, but I thought the best plays Dalton Kincaid made all year where he was just catching a, a ball over top of a guy because he's got those hands and he's got that frame. He's not going to jump 10 feet into the air like a Mike Williams is, but I don't know how much they really need that. I think the Bills tried to get that when Allen was their quarterback as a rookie, And I thought they made the smart decision to lean away from your big-body Calvin Benjamin, Andre Holmes guys. And they went for small, and they went for separators, guys that are just open, where, hey, your quarterback doesn't have to make a perfect pass anymore. Because he's open by four yards, you can actually even throw it a little bit behind him, and it still might work out for you, where... When I think – maybe I'm, you said average separator. I, I guess that's better than I even thought he would have been. Because when I think of Mike Williams, it's that pass better be perfect and over top of that corner, and yeah. then he'll make a great
1: catch. Right, because there's not a lot of separation. The thing about him that's different from Davis maybe is short yardage stuff. Like, I'm watching a full 14 minutes of all of his catches from two years ago because, again, he missed a lot of the season last year. And there's a lot of short stuff, which Gabe doesn't really do. No. We, you know We, we, had, we, we heard that, about it. We had that one camp. game against Tampa – where Davis got 8 for 97. And most other games for Davis, you know, the average depth of target is much, much deeper. For Mike Williams, he'll go down the field, and a lot of it's over the— but, but he does have a lot of short stuff. It's almost like watching Mike Williams, you think you might be watching a tight end. Like a really athletic tight end. Think of him as a tight end. Think of him as a tight end. <laughs> think of you him know, as like, a tight end. We're going to go the other way on that now? There, it's just—to me, that's what he looks like. He's just, he's just big and strong. You want a big, strong receiver? Like this is an idea. I don't know what his market value would be. The injury, the age. Hmm. It can't I- be
2: that high, right? Injuries are a thing. I think like maybe like a one or a two year deal. How often are those receivers getting those one year prove it deals well, now, where they get a healthy number? I mean, there's been at least one in back to back years because it was Beckham last year and the say, year before that it was Juju. I was going to say
1: Beckham. Like Beckham got fifteen. Yeah, and the year before, I think Juju got like 11 from the Chiefs on a one-year deal. Yeah, off an injury. Yeah. Yep. And Mike Williams has probably never been as good as Beckham was at his peak, and even Juju at his peak. Juju Smith-Schuster with the Steelers was awesome. Yeah. Williams has been... He's put up some numbers. He has. He has. I'd be
2: curious about it. I might like the idea even a little bit better than Davis, but it's the same thing. I feel like I'm blocking the better idea if if I
1: go do that. I mean, here's one back shoulder throw catch on the sideline. Like, there's just, there seem to be ball skills here that maybe aren't, you know, Davis is not quite up on this. Yep. I bet they cut him, though, if that's the math on it. Oh,
2: $20 million? They, they will get, a be- I think, a more useful player for $20 million. Than the- Mike Williams is a fine player. But right, like, they've already spent 13, the way I think of the dead cap, so the 32 million is the cap hit, and 19 million is what they'd save. Okay, you've already spent 13 of that. Now your decision is, do you want Mike Williams or do you want $19 million in cap room? And I would think I could get a better player or a more useful player for $19 million.
1: Yep. Maybe it's a restructure, but, you know, 20 million is 20 million.
2: The other guy, on a very uh, much uh, less serious note, Tyreek Hill is uh, chirping at people that are suggesting that the Dolphins should trade Jalen Waddle. Waddle needs a contract. There's a report yesterday that they're prioritizing Christian Wilkins. They don't have to pay Waddle, I don't think, right now. Um, but Hill was going back and forth with some fans on that. And mostly I think it was the idea they should trade him. Here was the hypothetical. I think it was from a Dolphins reporter, but not like a report. It was a trade hypothetical. That the Dolphins would trade Jalen Waddle to the Chiefs for Trent McDuffie. <laughs> Straight up. One for one.
1: And Waddle with Mahomes. No, thank you. That'd be that'd be I that would I would, no, I, I thank would you. like to say no thank you to that, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. What if we'll get any good trades. Devonte Adams' name is coming up a lot in trades. I saw today they discussed if he's going to go to the Jets, should the Jets trade for Devonte Adams, reunite mm-hmm. him and Rodgers.
2: Is that mostly because he went there to play with Derek Carr, they made him play with Jimmy Garoppolo for a year and now what? they're they're kind of stuck maybe Uh, maybe maybe not maybe they go pay Kirk Cousins um yeah like what are the Raiders gonna be they're gonna be the the mid first round as a rookie like maybe they get the fifth or the fourth quarterback off the board in the first round which if I'm Adams
1: I don't I don't know if I want to do that Adams dead cap on the for the Raiders is 40 million dollars is that if they trade him or I'll, if they I'll, cut him? Let me pull that up. But that's just looking that's, at it. That's a that's, yeah. $40 million. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's the, that's the whole thing. It's
1: more. I'm sure it's more it than is more. what, it, more than it, it, what it would cost than, to have him. Right. And you wonder if there's going to be spots where teams would do, all right, we'll pick up this or this or this. Um, yep. But, I mean, I, I would just be surprised.
2: Well, if you're the Raiders, don't you want to use him as a trade chip because you're trying to get up in the draft for a quarterback? Isn't that probably – if you're a Raider fan, isn't that what you're hoping happens this offseason? What are you going to do with Devontae Adams? You tried that, fine. You tried one more swing in it with Derek Carr, and you went out and you got the best receiver in football. All right, two years in. It's not really working, and you're starting over at quarterback, and he's 31, about to be – no, this is age 31 season. I feel like I'm thinking find a way to make the money work or even eat that dead cat and go use him – as a trade chip to get up in the draft. Like, where do the Jets pick? They're higher than the Raiders, aren't they? Or do they not have their first-round pick? They... The Jets? They probably do, don't they? Yeah, Rodgers didn't really play. They picked 10th. So, if I'm a Raiders fan, I'm trying to think, like, is there a way I can get to 10? Is that too much for Devontae Adams right now?
1: It's way too much. Way too way too much. Way too much. So
2: maybe... And, but it's not enough to say Adams and thirteen for ten. Either way, I would try to use him to spin it into draft stuff so I can move up. Because I, I think if I'm a Raider fan, I only want quarterback
1: this off season. A post June one trade of Devontae Adams would be feasible. Okay. Yeah. So maybe for he- the Raiders and probably for a team acquiring him. Sure, I would assume too. They would have seventeen million in savings this year by doing that. Uh huh. And then of course someone going into next year and a pre a pre June one even that is. Like, that's getting out kind of even. They would not have a $40 million hit, but be 23 Would you take a $23 million cap hit to get rid of Adams and get a first? From Kansas City? From somebody. He might be on the move. Eight oh three oh five fifty 550 and 1-888-550-2550 if you'd like to uh, join us here. Jeremy and Joe. It's the anniversary, three anniversaries. Miracle on Ice, the Ottawa Fight Game, the Brawl, and uh, Pagula. Terry, Terry Pagula's introductory press conference. We played the Miracle on Ice. Let's get to the brawl. Then maybe the introductory press conference, we do that too. (laughs) Let's get to the brawl. We've got a couple minutes here. You want to go down memory lane? want to step in, if you were at the building that night, if you were there, wherever you are watching, at home, out. Also,
2: it's a good exercise. I've actually done this before. Listen, try listening to it as though you're driving around in the car hearing it for the first time. Yeah. Like, you don't know what it looks like. And let RJ pick paint the picture for you because your imagination will run wild with it hearing some
1: of the things he says about it. Yeah. And for me, it's always about listening to the crowd. Listen yeah. to the listen to the building and what it's like in there. So we pick it up right after they get Drury off the ice and they're about to send the players back out. And you can you can tell the moment that as you're listening to this, we play for you. You can tell the moment that Lindy sends Peter's mare and Coletta over the boards mm-hmm. because the crowd changes from booze to cheers instantly.
0: It was a late hit. I think, yeah. that's, I think that's what the argument is. The elbow it didn't look like it, looked like they collided. Their heads collided. That's actually that's what I thought. Yeah. Really, I clipped by the helmet. But in any event, Neil and Stafford each end up with five minute penalties. And now the Sabres sending out. Now we've got pushing and shoving going before the puck is ever dropped between Heatley and Coletta. Peters is out there as well, and Mayer at center ice. And Mayer trying to go after Spencer. Spencer hasn't want anything to do with it. To grab Emery, and this is really going to get ugly now. Peters hasn't thrown a punch at Ray Emery. Now he does. Emery comes back, and now Peters starts to hit him off on Emery. Ray Emery with all that equipment on, There's enough to keep his head away from it as far as he can. As the officials are. trying Whole situation, you know. call do your calls and the linesmen are <laughs> there now trying to tell them to separate but <laughs> far they're not even paying any attention
1: apologies for the radio edit version but we have to yeah
2: man the crowd really is that makes you emotional
1: holy cow yeah is it weird that it does make me emotional Like, it really makes me emotional, the crowd. Mm -hmm. It is a nonstop, 100 out of 100. Like, imagine you're in the bathroom when that started. And you're like, what is, what's happening? (laughs) There's still, (laughs) everyone's (laughs) still yelling. It starts shaking
2: as you're in the bathroom. What? What did I miss? And you come out, and Lindy is, like, climbing the boards. You're in line. You are right, by the way. You, I listened for it, and I don't know if I've noticed that before. It goes up. Like, when he starts here, goes rough.
1: Lindy. Oh, oh. When. Emotional. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, what would you give to have that back, you know? That level of intensity. Just give anything for it. Ugh. Oh. Seventeen years. It's a great night, and they won. And they won, right? They, ca- they came out of Good that thing. They won. They came out of that shorthanded. They had to kill like a five on uh, five on. They had to three. kill a five on three after that, and did. Yeah, maybe yeah. They, actually, maybe Ottawa got one goal on that.
2: I think they got a goal on the five I used to four. have this game on VHS tape. Uh, I think they got a goal on the five on four after they killed the five on three.
1: Yeah, and then they go to overtime and a shootout, and the rest is, you know. Jeez. Yep. Yeah, good thing they won that game. Here's a great question. Jack writes in, what does the Ottawa version of that fight sound like? I have never even thought about that. I've heard it. And? The the announcers are like, they're eating it up. They love it, too. Man. RJ, like, been a while since I've heard his voice. Yeah, you know, that too. Kind of makes it like... Additionally, emotional there, and then of course, like, watching the video, watching the highlight, you and I were talking about this during the break. That when you see it, man, Ray Emery cannot wait to fight. He's so <laughs> excited, He's so happy. He's, I mean, he was a boxer. He knew he knew how to fight. Yeah, he was when the when the masks come off. You know, goalies take masks off to fight. There's a lot of different facial expressions, and Ray Emery in that moment was like, "Oh yes, let's go. Mm. I've been waiting for this." Man. All-time great moment. 8030550 if you'd like to uh join us and just I don't know. I'm Over here going to get emotional about it. <laughs> the anniversary. 17 years later. That season if that I mean that that's that is that's that year. I'll go 5060607. I don't know if you have a strong feeling one way or another where you felt like they were going to win the cup if one versus the other or both years.
2: The first year I definitely thought that.
1: Yeah. The first year they should have.
2: Yeah. They probably should have. I think the second year too, it was just like you're just in it. It feel
1: everything's so amazing. Is, like I don't know. Is the second year of that where the this is a an answer a question I know the answer to. Is the second year is the O seven or sorry, O six, O seven Sabres, isn't that where the Bills live full time now? They're awesome. Yeah. They're great. But it was not the same as 506 no. 05, 6 was this wonderful, joyful thrill ride. That was the Bills against the and the Texans here, and the Bills and the other they go to the AFC Championship game. And then since then, mm-hmm. it's everything is stress. Mm-hmm. I know you're great. You're fun to watch. Having a good time. Lose three in a row. I mean, the Sabers that year, the 06, 7 Sabers lost. I think five in a row. Late in the year, mm-hmm. they still won the President's Trophy. But it's a testament to how expectations change the way that you watch a team, think about a team, because 06-07 became – like, they beat the Islanders in five in the opening round of the playoffs, and it felt like work. It wasn't yeah. joyful fun. If you think about the Flyers series, a, a series they won in six, it's like, wow, what a great time. Islanders, they beat them in five. Stress. Why didn't it look better? Right. I, when you get When you get good – why doesn't it look better becomes a routine. I'm not saying that as a criticism. Like I, I do that. We all do that. Imagine being like, man, that series didn't go the way we hoped. They yeah. won in five. Yeah, they won in five. <laughs> they, won in they didn't five. look, they didn't look right.
2: It's just a different reality.
1: Yeah, yeah. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Got some people lining up calls on this. Let's get to this. Let's 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 spend some time remembering for you know, for the sake of having some fun and remembering that we, we did have good times. Eight oh three
3: oh five fifty on WGR. I, I sure hope so. I've gotten a few breakaways this year that I haven't been able to capitalize on, but I knew that Benny was following up on the rebound if I didn't put it in, so I was... Alex
1: Tuck on the game winner, shorthanded game winner for the Sabres last night, 3-2. They beat the Montreal Canadiens. Next up, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Jeremy and Joe with you talking a few things, mentioning that the Chargers look like they might cut Mike Williams, former seventh overall pick. Missed a bunch of time last year with an injury. They'd save twenty million on a cap if they wanted to do that. Also, uh, you know, turning back the clock a little bit on three big days in history on this date. One, Miracle on Ice. Two, the Ottawa Brawl. Three, Terry Pagula's first press conference as owner of the Buffalo Sabres. All three of those happened. February twenty second. We just played the highlight of the brawl and got emotional. So and <laughs> a few people call about it as well. Chris and Lockport is with us. Hey Chris, good morning.
2: Hey, good morning, guys. I just wanted to give you guys my fin uh thoughts on the brawl. That was my first ever Sabres game. I think I was 18 years old. I went with my mom and her boyfriend, and there was a gentleman sitting in front of me. He turns around, and he's like, Well, man, you picked a hell of a game to come to on your first game ever. It was just, <laughs> that arena was insane. Like I I still you guys were playing it on the radio, and I was driving to my truck, and I still get
3: goosebumps listening to it every time. It's amazing. I just want to say I love the guys' show, and you guys do a great job.
1: Thanks, Chris. You know, as you as you say, it's your first game ever. We have a tweet right here from Jason, who wrote in: "I lost my dad in August of 2022, but the brawl game was the first ever game he brought me to when I was 12. I'm listening to it on the radio, watching it back makes it a little emotional, and miss the good old days even more." First game, Chris, and tweeting, in also. uh Jason and Patrick Coletta first game ever <laughs> yeah his first game 8030550 Jay and Hamilton hey Jay
3: hey guys um I caught around seven o'clock hour you guys talking about this so I had my uh, daughter in the car dropping her off to school early and uh, I showed her just the clip of the of uh, Russ and Murray going at it and her face was priceless like she's like why are they yelling why is he swearing What's he standing on? I'm like, (laughs) he's standing on the boards. How great is that? And she looks at me, shakes her head. She's like, I got to go to school. And, but what I, so even though I'm a Habs fan, I know we lost last night, whatever. Um, What I love about that clip and what it brings me to when I think of the Buffalo Sabres is how incredibly dramatic and intense and ferocious like the 90s and early 2000s Buffalo Sabres teams were. And as a fan of sports in general, how much I love virtually waking up every day to WGR, listening to you guys talk about something that the Sabres did, whether it was the main day goal, the uh, Ryan Miller fight, the Brian Campbell uh, hit, uh, whatever it might be, the, the way RJ would capture all these things. And when I heard that clip that uh, you played a little bit ago, and I'm driving, I can feel my, my, my uh, gas foot getting heavy, and i got to slow down because I'm so into it as a fan. And I just, as a fan of sports, I just love how the Sabres bring, I did anyways, it's been a bit of a while to be honest with you, the intensity and ferocity of sport, and it's just something I will never forget.
0: Mm -hmm. Thanks, Jay.
1: Thanks, Jay. I have a thought that I I want to decide, like, do I want to be happy and just remember those times, or do I want to get a little bit sad about how that's what we don't get? I was just, like, I was almost getting angry just now listening to him on, like, He's talking about like the
2: Mayday goal the mayday goal is closer to the brawl than today is
1: yeah 14 Four, it was 93 yeah 14 years
2: I mean it's 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 unbelievable well what it's I'm
1: unbelievable without again like I don't want to devolve into I, just I, angry again but like no hey, I don't either but not he, here's here's a question that's asked totally honestly you know as you could you're you're referencing as Jay calls he references the May Day goal, and you'd have the shot her around the world from Jason Wolfe, Will- Like cup finals, like Hoshik years, you know. Mm-hmm. What's the most recent moment for the Buffalo Sabres? Like that, on the level of what's the most recent kingpin franchise, like the brawl is one, a franchise defining everybody remembers it. What's the most recent one? Obviously there's a there's a little bit of a cheat code in here. Is there anything from the drought? Like is there anything? Mm, that's franchise defining. Well everybody remembers. It was special. It was we shared it all together. The tenth game winning streak, the Skinner goal against San Jose? Maybe. That'd be the closest anyway. Yeah. Mm. It's just There might not be one. I don't think there is one. It's kinda like if you were to go back and look at franchise history, you would ultimately get to, why is there this gap here? There's nothing here. you know. Yeah. If you were to do a timeline, there's a video montage of the greatest moments in franchise history. You're dot, 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 dot. And oh, then, yeah, there's nothing. And then what's if you go backwards, what's the most recent dot? It could have been last year if they scored it had two more points. Yeah. There might have been a game in March. There,
2: there could have been a, a goal that clinched it. Yeah. Right? A goal to break the drought. A moment where and that will happen, right? Whenever it will happen. Whenever they next make the playoffs, there will be a goal, there will be a save, there will be a moment where it happens. It might be another team, right? Like the Bills drought got clinched and the moment is more about fan reaction because the moment itself is not a Bills game. It's Tyler Boyd. Yeah. So maybe it happens in another game. Maybe Austin Matthews scores a goal against the Islanders and the Sabres clinch the playoffs, but if it's like an overtime winner late by Alex Tuck, that's next. That's the next one cuz right in yeah, in 15 years if they put together a video montage for a game or, like, a throwback night or something, and it's filled with all sorts of nostalgia, and they're going to have the Rene Robert Cup final goal, and they're going to have Mayday, and they're going to have Hashik and they're going to have the 5 06 team, Pominville, you might have the Drury goal. Is that the last one? What am I putting in that video montage
1: 15 years from now that's from the last... Fifteen years, right? Because in a series where you lose, those moments get washed away, right? When you lose a series, right? That right. Breer
2: scored a game time goal with four seconds
1: left at home against Ottawa, and him and Drury are like jumping up and down, and the crowd is going berserk, and nobody remembers. And they it, lost in overtime because nobody remembers. The it, series yeah. against Carolina series isn't exactly the same. You had incredible moments in that Brier's. series scored at home to to win in overtime Ga- in a game six game six but we right you don't put it on the same so level that's a good but, point because you lost the, the series
2: which means i don't think you can include like when boston and philly yeah like, like against Ennis scored an overtime goal
1: but yep. they lost the series that was right, the last like, game they won the the game against the flyers where miller makes a million saves and stops briere on the doorstep i think that's game four they win one nothing right it's like an all-time great game for a playoff game and again it's kind of lost to history because you lost that series. Right. Yeah. I haven't won a playoff series since 2007. I don't think there's anything. Wait, there's we, anything from we, the last 15 years. We, we The Winter we, Classic. Chuck writes in, Tuck stealing the puck from Eichel to hit the empty netter. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, it was a great night for was, the people that were there. It was a
2: great night. You know, if we got fired up after the game a little bit. I uh, that, that can't be. That can't be right.
1: That can't be right.
2: I think, just kind of doing this video montage exercise, they lost that game too, but it was special for other reasons. It might be the Winter Classic. Just the fact that they played in the game and hosted the first Winter Classic. I'm not even, like, that that might be it. That might be the last franchise-defining moment.
1: Ron and Alden. Hey, Ron, good
3: morning. Good morning. Guys, how can you not remember? Go back to 2015, second-last game of the year in Columbus. Who are we rooting for? And Cam Atkinson scored that goal with, like, three minutes to go. Come on. It gave us the first overall pick, and we end, up, well, we end up with Eichel. But that has to be the moment in the last during this route that I remember I, I actually won the cup that night because of what was going on. And, uh, Jeremy, that was your year, man. You yep. plugged it all year. So I'm shocked you didn't remember. Well,
1: I, do, I, I, I certainly remember it. The reason I didn't bring it up is because, you know, the, the concept is if the Sabres are telling their story, I mean they don't include that. They don't include the year that they finished last. They've done that. <laughs> no, they have they done did. that several times too. No. So that's that's all. I certainly didn't forget that. I, I mean I didn't forget the the Taves game. I didn't think that, I didn't oh, forget about the, the Taves bro- game. I didn't think about forget about the broken stick against the Islanders that helped the Sabres lose a game. We're coming up on a decade. They also uh-huh. lost a really close one in Dallas one night where the Stars scored two in the final 3 minutes. I haven't forgotten mm-hmm. those, but in terms of I guess this is what it gets to. These other moments are ones where the fan base is fully united. And no one calls about the Ottawa game to say like, "You know, I didn't like that game. I thought it was boring." <laughs> I was I was mad. Whereas if I tell you about the tank, you got plenty of people that, you know, were not happy that it was happening. So, no. the moment the moment of the drought, the, the 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 peak moment of the drought is I mean, he, he might be right with the
2: Skinner goal against the Sharks. I don't know. I don't know what else. What else is it?
1: RJ Knight? RJ Knight. Is, yeah. RJ Knight? RJ Knight.
2: Yeah. That's that's it. Banner's going up, right? Miller's banner going up too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 803-0550, 888 Yeah, RJ Knight's a great answer.
2: Yeah, it's got to be. Number one. They won the game too. I don't remember anything about the game. Well, actually, I remember one thing about the game is that RJ going out on the ice after the fact. Yep. And me saying out loud to my brother, this is the, this is the biggest job Cody Eakin's ever had as a Buffalo <laughs> Sabre as he is holding <laughs> RJ, is don't let that man fall. That's, that was the best thing he ever did as a Sabre.
1: Cody Eakin. Yep. 803-0550, if you'd like to join us. We've not yet dipped back into the third this day in history we did the miracle on ice we played that we talked Mm -hmm. about it you got your hot take in we did the brawl and the follow-up we have not done terry pagula's introductory press conference we've got another hour left maybe we'll dip back into that and talk about how things have uh, changed over the years to some degree 8030550 jeremy and joe on a thursday morning pick of the week coming up here on wgr National Margarita Day. Nice. I'll have a good margarita. Do you go with the salt on the brim? I usually don't I don't sure. If they ask, I'll say nah, and if they put it on, it's fine. How's that? Good answer? That's fine. I'll usually say yes.
2: But it's some they'll go way too far with it. i only do like I'll only
1: have a little bit of it on the brim. Time for the Pick of the Week, brought to you by Riverfront Auto Sales. Pick of the Week is a 2015 Subaru, Subaru XV Crosstrek all-wheel drive. One of the most reliable vehicles around. This one is well-maintained, low miles. Check it out at riverfrontautosales.com. Call my friends Marty Sr. or Marty, Marty Jr. at 886-1626. Pick of the Week. What have we got? All right, so I've got, we- the best I've got is Charlie Woods is playing in a qualifier. I don't know where you can see that. But he's playing in a pre-qualifier, finishes in the top 5, then he goes to a qualifier on Monday mm-hmm. to try and make a PGA tournament event.
2: Okay. Um you've got the car was it the Carbo Cup? We got the final this Sunday. Liverpool and Chelsea. So, pass. Get that out of the way, let Liverpool focus on the Premier League race from there on and then uh we're good to go. Cuz they maintain top of the table status. Yeah. What else? The Mexico Open is this week. I don't think the field though is uh, very strong. No, I don't think so.
1: So no, that's right. I've seen some of the, the picks. Slow time. I'm going with Charlie Woods. When you watch highlights of Tiger and his son playing golf and watching Charlie adopt all of Tiger's mannerisms, I don't know, it's he cool. does the the club tour like I've seen like the exact same the, way. the walk, the stance. Yep. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's it's pretty cool. So we'll go with Charlie Woods. All right. If he were to make a like. A career of it would be, of course, impossible to follow in your father's footsteps and be as good as him. And living up to that must be obviously terrible or hard or whatever. At the same time, maybe he could just play golf and like it. And Tiger, I've seen interviews about that, that he was mm-hmm. always afraid of pushing him too hard into it. And that Charlie just loves it. So he also is amazing at golf and is 15. What percentage of his life has been playing golf? Like, because he's probably been playing since he could walk. Yeah. And Is there? I mean, I don't know if everyone a does percentage that. that I am jealous of. <laughs> Maybe not. Is there a
2: sports son or child that was like you know followed early on because of who their dad was, and then they actually like matched it? Brett Hall. Brett Hall. Is, Is that the best one? Good? I mean, how about the- what about the Mannings? Definitely. But was like that's not their dad wasn't like a legend,
1: right? Like no, that's he right. Was, he was a name. How about I mean, this isn't a legend. Aren't the Kachucks going to be better than their dad was?
2: Oh, that's good. They both might. Yeah, they're both great. Yeah, that's actually they're that's really good. Great, and their dad was a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's 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 the that's going to be hard to top because they're both. Yeah, but like we'll it see. He hasn't well, done anything yet. Yeah, that's true. But the, the Kachucks for sure cuz they're both already great, especially Matthew. I mean, they're great players already. Like Hall of Fame trajectory at least for
1: Matthew. I don't know about Brady. A name we brought up earlier in the week on the show for an instant trip for comeback trivia, Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, his dad. Oh, sure. Yeah. His dad was a great player.
2: Yep. Yeah. How his dad was a like a Hall of Fame player? Probably, right? Is was Now I'm just thinking of juniors. Was Cal Ripkin senior a person? (laughs) Was he? Was he good? Presumably, yeah. Yeah. Well, he was definitely a person. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah. I like the Kachucks is my answer, and I mean Brett Hull, Bobby Hull, right?
2: Yep. So hockey. Hockey's got. Hockey's got a lot of. Hockey's 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 got 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 a lot of that. It does.
1: Yeah. All the stalls. Like there's like Uh, so many stalls. Here's another one that's pretty good. Vlad Guerrero. Vlad Guerrero, Junior's yeah. Junior's pretty good. Yep, he's
2: lived up to it. And he would have been, wouldn't he not have been a name developing early on? We might have been a little close to the sun here because he played in Buffalo. But because just his name is Vlad Guerrero. And then he actually was awesome. And still is. Yep.
1: 803 550 1888 550 Charlie Woods. There you go. That's the pick of the week. Jeremy and Joe with you on Thursday morning. You can, you know, fire us a call if you'd like. Another wide receiver idea. A couple more out there. Christian McCaffrey. All right. Oh, yeah. Sure. Has been much better than
2: his dad. Mm-hmm. Ed McCaffrey? That was no. His- Is Ed McCaffrey the one that's coming out now? There's a McCaffrey that's in this NFL draft. Luke McCaffrey. Luke McCaffrey. Yes. Thank you.
1: Receiver. 803 Trying to debate
2: whether or not I should watch the Pagula opening press conference from 13 years ago. We're
1: going to play some of it. Oh, good. It was right. thirteen years ago, right? Yeah. All right. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty. Uh, Ed McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey's dad. That's that's definitely true. Yes. I that, that seems so. seems like it seems like it's not far enough back for that to be true. No, it's true. They showed
2: it at the Super I Bowl. I know. Like, I know. And I'm just saying, weird. This is where, this is where I say, like, how old but, do you think Ed McCaffrey is? Because he's a giant, isn't he? Yes, he so, is. So, like, that's your wheelhouse. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So he He's, he's fifty five. It makes total sense. 55. Ed, Ed McCaffrey yeah, is fifty five. Yeah. This, no, this is one of those spots though where the passage of time is difficult. Like you pointed out that May Day is closer to the Ottawa brawl than today is to the Ottawa brawl. <laughs> like that seems insane. You know. When you I go back when you go backwards it's in, in, in time, years get closer together. Yep. All right. We'll play that little little highlight of that press conference from Terry Pegula's introductory. Press conference February 22nd. Who knew it was such a big day in the history of hockey here and nationally as well? earnhardts That's a good one. The Earnharts, father son. Yep. Good answer. Thanks to that. As we connect with our fans, brought to you by Northtown Kia. Shop online at northtownkia.com, Western New York's number one Kia dealer.